0: the second of two episodes with amos schwarzfarb the managing director of techstars austin if you haven't heard the first episode i suggest you do so in this episode we talk about the revenue model and what kpis really are and how to use them correctly so um so let's talk about revenue formula so what is a revenue formula
1: Yeah. So let me start by saying what it's not, because I think a lot of people hear revenue formula and they automatically equate it to something specific only to sales. And that is not what it is. So what a revenue formula is, you can, you can, it's interchangeable with a business model. The way to think about a revenue formula is there is a, a simple math equation that when you have each one of those values in your math equation, they equal revenue. And until you actually understand repeatability in each value in your math equation, you don't actually have repeatability in your business. Now, you may be scaling before then because, you know, you want to move fast and you're taking some risk along the way. But you understand that, like, if you don't understand one of the values in your formula, there is greater risk in everything that you do.
0: So and So it is literally
1: a for, a math formula.
0: Yes. So how how could one um, uh, how could this formula like this look like?
1: Well, I, I'll give you an example. But for everyone listening, I caution you: don't copy this. You have to uniquely come come up with what you believe it is for your business. But I'll go back to business.com again. So we are a, essentially we are a marketplace for connecting small and medium businesses to other small and medium businesses our revenue formula was the number of visitors searching for B2B products that came to our website, multiplied by um, the number of uh, pages on our website where someone landed and there was any content for them at all, multiplied by the number of people that engaged with the content on that page. So some of that content might have zero value to us. Some of them might have great value to us multiplied by the average rate uh, for each particular click. That would equate to revenue for us at business.com. Okay. So each one of those values had to be understood and to the degree that it could be controllable in order for us to make revenue.
0: So, for example, if you manipulated uh, one of those, uh, the, you, could, you could like uh, predict what the outcome or the income w- w- would be.
1: That's, that's correct. And the thing where, where it becomes really crucial, right? So, if you think about a revenue formula at a mature company, this becomes the top-line dashboard for the executive team. But where this comes really, really critical is each one of the values there, right? The visitors to a page or the number of pieces of content on a page. Each one of those values has drivers and some sub subdrivers. This is like the meat of what your business is. This is the mechanic. So like, how do you get more visitors to a page? Do you buy them? If you buy them, where do you buy them from? If you have to buy them from Google, what are the things you need to do inside of your organization in order to do that? And then prove that you can even buy ads from Google, right? It's the map of all of the things that you need to do. Think about, research, build, all of those things and how they all work together. So that list of drivers and subdrivers drivers literally be hundreds of things, which is a lot, but it forces you to map out, okay, this is the universe that I need to understand if I'm right about what my revenue formula is. And when I understand all of these things and I can control them, then I have repeatability in any particular value in my revenue formula.
0: To me, this is the core of the book, and this is the heart of the book. It's just like it's basically it—it's saying, "What do I need to do to have a su- successful business?" To to map that out.
1: That's right. Yeah. But if you think about it, yeah, hundred percent. But if you think about it, right, stepping back to the beginning of the conversation, you can do all that. But if you don't know who you're going to serve, yeah. who your customer is, it doesn't matter. Which is why we start with like, who do you believe your customer is, and how do you prove you're right. And then along the way, what do you start to do to actually serve them?
0: Yeah, because yeah. you could actually make this revenue formula on something uh, uh, or like a, a customer or or uh, you know who I what, which is not a very good fundament, right? So and then then this mm-hmm. this won't be repeatable uh, because it it will it would naturally flatten out because it's not repeatable.
1: That's right, or or maybe it's repeatable, but it's repeatable in the wrong place, so you won't reach maximum maximum scale or maybe it's repeatable to a point but then after a point it's not repeatable and so you have fall off or there's so many different different things that happen when you don't get that right
0: so uh so I'm uh, I'm running uh, a business myself this this <laughs> this uh, new site uh, shifter and uh, and I I've, I've been uh, thinking a lot about those uh, drivers and subdrivers uh, I can't really f- I, don't, I, don't, I really don't understand how do I find out, find out what those drivers are. And that's. I don't know how, many, how much time I use on, on uh, thinking about that, but how do you identify your drivers?
1: Is, 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 yeah. Is, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, so I'll, I'll try to answer that, you know, and I'll, and I'll also say this, which is maybe the more important thing. For all of this, for W3, for Revenue Formula, for the entire process, and this is really important for the founders out there to hear, it's not a do it once and you're done. This is an evolution, right? What, what we encourage people to do is revisit it on a quarterly basis. And as the earlier your company is, the more change there's going to be early on. And so whatever you think your drivers are today, whoever you think your customer is today, there will be an evolution. And if you're not constantly revisiting it and updating it and thinking about it, then you're actually not evolving your business. You're stuck in the past. And so as you think about the, the, how do you decide to figure out what the drivers are, I, what I try to say is for every value, force yourself to come up with five drivers and five sub drivers for every driver. And, and, and just don't move on to the next one until you do. And so how do you figure it out is like be really creative. Like literally think about what do I need to do in order to be successful? What do I need to do in order to learn the thing I'm trying to learn? And don't run away from the specificity, from the, like, the really granular detail, because that is the stuff you have to do. And if you ignore it, you are literally ignoring a part of the process, which later on you'll, you'll understand, why doesn't something work? And it's because you missed this tiny thing that you thought was an, an unimportant nuance. It's actually an important nuance.
0: So, so ideation and systematically testing each idea basically
1: yes yeah yeah I, I, hard hard work yeah <laughs> which is why i say like you have to be really obsessed because this is the sh- stuff that will drive you nuts and get you unexcited if you're not truly obsessed yeah
0: so that's uh, now you just diagnosed my condition i think uh, that's why i'm nuts because i i literally can't uh, stop thinking about uh, what the different drivers are and um, uh, and and I can't help not comparing this to the OKR framework. Do you understand why I'm I'm thinking like that?
1: I I I do, and you know I I'm I've had this debate with with a lot of people recently, like OKRs versus KPIs. And here's what I think has actually I have a whole theory on this, which might be mm-hmm. wrong. And so feel if anyone's out there and disagree, like feel free to disagree with me and tell me. Um, I'm a big believer in. KPIs, I don't necessarily subscribe to the, 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 the concept of OKRs, but not because I don't think they're right or workable. But what I believe is that what KPIs originally were intended to do are the same thing as OKRs. And the concept of KPIs have been perverted by people who don't understand that a key performance indicator is exactly that. It's an indicator of what is going to happen in my business, not what has already happened. I see it every day. When we ask people for their KPIs, 99.9% of the time, people will give us metrics about what already happened, not a thing they're doing that is helping to unlock something else, which I think is what you're saying, right? These Mm -hmm. are the things that you need to do to unlock Mm -hmm. the next thing you want to do.
0: Yeah. So it's so, okay. So so let's move over to KPIs, and and this to me sounds like the difference between leading and lagging measures. Yes, am I, exactly. Am I exactly.
1: Bingo. hundred yeah. percent.
0: So it's it's a difference between uh, results uh, and input in in a sense, or not not maybe an input, but the uh, results and, and and the stuff that comes before the results. <laughs> yeah.
1: In, in a sense. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, I think. I go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I
0: no, no. You go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead.
1: Yeah, I was going to say like uh, you know we I I I've, I've literally taken, you know, probably 3 or 4 or 500 entrepreneurs through the levers process. So many. And of all of it, KPIs is the hardest thing. No matter how many times I've done it at an early stage company, like uh, founders will come to me all the time and say, are these the right KPIs for my business? My answer is always, I have no idea. It is, (laughs) I think, the hardest thing. I think the the important thing for founders to think about is, is one, understanding that learning how to measure what you're unlocking, one, it takes a lot of time. Two, it's very, very hard. Three, starting with a theory and being 100% okay with being wrong. Is exactly the correct mindset. And four, and maybe this is the most important thing, is to step back from the actual, actual metric yourself and ask yourself a very important question, which is what am I trying to unlock? And it should be narrow and specific and granular, period. Right? And when you can do that, you say, okay, if I'm trying to unlock X, what do I need to do to unlock X? And then how do I measure whether or not I'm unlocking X? And so X both then becomes a leading and a lagging indicator. It's a lagging indicator for the work that you're doing and a leading indicator for the next thing you're trying to unlock. It's hard. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, and I, I yes, it's uh, super hard. And uh, I uh, one one thing is to 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 find this out. How how do you actually find out? And uh, I I guess your answer is hard work, <laughs> massive, the, experiment.
1: Yeah, massive experiment, massive experimentation, experiment. yeah, yeah. And I I think here's the here's the trend that I have seen work best, and it has nothing to do with people that um like how hard someone works. It is how committed you are to being metrics-driven versus metrics-aware. Metrics-aware is I know what is happening. I I can tell you a timestamp of the the number of users I have. I can tell you a timestamp of how much revenue I have. That's metrics-aware. Metrics-driven is I understand that if I do this thing, it will allow me to do something else. And so I will do more or less of this thing based on that. And if you're committed to that, you'll be searching for the thing that tells you what you're allowed and not allowed to do.
0: Yeah. So, um, is it? Um, so, okay. So, uh, 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 KPIs versus OKRs. I, uh, I don't want to leave it uh, that yet because, to me, this your framework seems like the the principles that are fueling the. Jeg vet ikke hvor mange selskaper jeg har som sliter med att få en profesjonelle investorer til trots for att produktet egentlig er ganske bra och selskapet viser växt och gode tal. Hvis det er en ting de proffe i er på utsikketter i tillegg att du bygger et bra selskap selvfølgelig er hvordan du håndterer dine aksjonærer eller ditt såkalte cap table som det heter på startupsk. Ett ødelagt captable table setter rett og slett en stopper for selskapsutvikling. Unlisted.ai gör det mulig for selskaper å håndtere aksje- og aksjonsprogrammer, aksjeeierboken, CapTable og det meste av rättigheter inn mot aksjene i selskapet på ett sted. Prøv Unlisted.ai sin gratis versjon i dag. OKR framework in the sense. It's 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 the principles behind it. You have to, you have yeah. to break it down, and you have there has to be drivers, right? Um, and then there's the difference between the the, the leading and the lagging, which also, which also is um is is a part of the OKR framework. Um, uh, also, when I read this, I don't know if you're into stoicism uh, at all. A lot of tech people are. But it's, uh, to me, it also sounds like the dichotomy of control. You know, what can you control and what can't you control? You you can't control results. You can you can affect them. Uh, what you can control is what you do. So you need to find out what you do, and hopefully they will uh, affect the results. <laughs> I don't know if, if I'm... Uh, 100%, if
1: I can, I, 100%, 100%, 100%. And again, it right? Like it's not that I think, I don't think like OKRs are right or wrong. I just think... The evolution of OKRs happened because people didn't use KPIs as they were intended to use. But yes, I, my belief is they're the same thing from the initial understanding of how a KPI is supposed to drive a business. But yeah, I, I think we're saying the same thing.
0: So KPI, key performance indicator. So it's not, it's, it's not a result.
1: Correct. It's an indicator of what should happen.
0: Yeah. So is that the basic thing to understand? The KPI should not be a result. It should be something that is indicative of what it's supposed. To, so what is going to happen?
1: Yeah, I haven't heard it said to me that way before, but I think that I think that's right. It's a. It's a yes, right? It, and and the way that we talk about it in the book, in particular, is again I, I've used this word a couple of times or this notion. It unlocks something else. It's not the end. It's a point along the journey. And it allows you to do the next thing and the next thing and the next thing.
0: Do you have an example of a KPI?
1: Sure. Um, A simple one that I think a lot of people will understand is uh, your, your, your typical, you know, search acquisition funnel. By understanding the the nuances of um, how an ad or how like the copy size or the copy color or the layout of an ad performs for click-through allows you to it unlocks the ability for that click-through to take you to somewhere else perhaps another page that allows you to unlock sales conversion that allows you to unlock having a customer that allows you to unlock how to service that customer long term, and generate as much revenue as possible, and maybe unlock new products and features down the road that can help you generate more, more revenue.
0: So, is, is the KPI both a result, and it's also yes? It's, it's, it's so it's not it's not uh, it's not it's not not the result. It's a it's a re, it's not it, but it's not the final result. It's a result to get you to the next step.
1: That's right, right great KPIs are both they' they're the lagging indicator of something and a leading indicator of the thing you're trying to also do next.
0: Okay, then I think I I, I understood it uh, uh, more <laughs> better in a better way. Okay, so uh, um, we, we're going to finish soon, and and the last part. I just wanted to 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 to, to roll back to the the initial question, um, and and you know what is the you know the best advice you have for entrepreneurs. But in in terms of what you see in entrepreneurs, what are the commonalities you see among the founders that succeed you, you mentioned one earlier but how, how 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 do you because you're an investor what do you look for at a company that yeah. you're gonna you know invest in
1: yeah there's 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 not a lot i mean there there there's a lot in the nuance but there's not a lot and it's for me i'm very specific about this not not necessarily in this order um definitely obsessed with the thing they're trying to do Definitely, that's one definitely metrics driven, even if they don't understand. And often they don't understand what are the metrics that drive their business? Yet most of the time they don't. I have a belief that they value data to help make those decisions and that they are trying to be metrics driven. Um, And then uh, there's maybe two or three more attributes. The next one is um, just a belief that I have that the that the founder that the CEO can build a meaningful company, and that they part of that is you know the belief that they are going to deliver value, and in exchange for that value, create um, uh, you know a situation where they're collecting capital, and in that can they attract great talent around them? Do people want to be around them? Are they infectious with their obsession? Um, and then the last thing, which is related to that, like I don't like to work with with jerks. So I don't really care how successful you are. If all those other things line up and you're a jerk, like you and I are probably not a good fit.
0: How do you know if people are jerks? They're probably not, they don't look like jerks in front of Yeah, you. Sometimes, <laughs>
1: sometimes it, sometimes it's really hard to tell. And I think uh, maybe I'm a jerk, but I try to be, uh, I try to be very straightforward with people and have real conversations with them and just assess my belief or do, do do they want to be good humans on the planet? It's not an easy thing to get right. I get it wrong a few times a year, uh, but it's something I strive for.
0: So how much of this is objective and how much of this is subjective in terms of how you value startups? It,
1: it, 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 is, it is almost all subjective. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That, that's... Which which is, which, is the opposite <laughs> of everything I'm saying. But... that when I think about investing in early stage companies, the way that I think about it is it doesn't really matter what you're doing. If I'm interested loosely in the market, it doesn't matter what your product looks like. I can tell you hundred percent for sure, hundred percent it's going to change, but if those other things are in place, right. And there's ways that like my brain quantifies them, but I haven't yet figured out how to take that and put it on paper yet. Um, but there and I'm not like I said I'm not right 100% of the time <laughs> but I'm quantifying it in some way for myself to get to a place where my my gut after doing this literally hundreds of times says okay I believe this is the right decision to make
0: so what do you believe is your your weak spot because when you have a lot of experience you tend to think in a similar way uh, maybe does that mean, will, will that like, uh, uncover some weak spots as well?
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think I, uh, I am a sucker for the underdog. So, uh, I will oftentimes replace unintentionally replace either obsession or, um, uh, or, or someone's commitment, um, that may not be there with the fact that I believe it should be there because of who I think they should be, because they're an underdog in whatever that they're trying to do. That is definitely a weakness of mine. Um, Something that I don't want to lose, but that I have to always temper is I tend to be uh, a little bit of an empath. So when I feel other people's feelings and so if someone's very passionate, which is not the same as, as obsessed I may mistake their passion for obsession. Um, and sometimes it's very hard for me to decipher the two, especially when I get excited. Um, and, uh, I mean, I have plenty more weaknesses, but I think, like from a decision perspective, those are the two. Those are the two that catch me the most.
0: Okay. Lastly, um, so th- we probably we probably agree that uh, Levers is one of the best books you can get uh, if you want to build a company. Uh, what other books uh, has made a profound um, impact on, on on your journey earlier or maybe now today?
1: Yeah. Um, well, the. Probably the book that had the biggest impact on my my career early on, um, and for a long time, is a book uh, that Jack Welsh, the former CEO of GE, wrote more than two decades ago, called "Right from the Start." Um, that one has had a lot of impact on me. Um, another book that uh, more recently has had a big impact on me is is called "How to Communicate Like a Buddhist." It's a very quick read, but it really helped helps me still uh, understand the difference between the stories that I tell myself, the stories someone else is telling themselves and what's actually happening. Um, and um, yeah, I mean, there's been a bunch, but I would say I'll just leave you with those two for now. Yeah. Okay.
0: So, so what did uh, Jack Welch teach you?
1: I, I think one of the biggest things is that you can be, I don't think he was necessarily an empathetic person, but that you can be empathetic and also run a great business. And so how do you use metrics so that you can take the emotion out of decision making on who can be and how to be effective inside of growing a business and who can't be? From a leadership perspective. So for me, it was, it was, I read it at a time when I was just becoming a leader for the first time. And while I don't think I am, I don't think I'm anything like Jack Welsh. I think I'm quite different. I did pick up some really key things on, on how to do it from a perspective of running a good business versus just using my heart and my gut.
0: Hmm. so so levers is 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 not a it's not a leadership book it's it's a business book it's it's like it's like how to build your business with the it's like building a house build a business right Uh, but how how important is leadership and culture in terms of in the in the equation of building a business
1: uh extremely extremely important so firstly you're right it is not a leadership book it is not meant to be a leadership book i think great leaders can use the process as a way to align which is an aspect of leading 100% right when your team is aligned and it's coming from the top down then you're leading but it is not a leadership book uh, and, and it is a it is very much a how to book
0: yeah so and but you said leadership is important and how so so how important is it like uh, in terms in in the creation of uh, being successful of building a business
1: Well, I I think like, you know, I'm sure there's most people out there have heard this stat before, but it's something like 85% of all people leave leave their managers, not the company. I think leadership is the key, right? This is an aspect of leadership is creating an, an environment where people are data driven, creating an alignment, but leadership is being a great leader, someone that people want to be around. I mean, that is one of the, when I said one of the things that I look for, I'm looking for great leaders, yeah. right? people that can attract great people around and that want to be there that are infectious. Yeah.
0: Amos, it's been great talking to you. Uh, in uh, exactly one minute, you have to be in another place. That's why we have to, yeah. to, to 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 stop this recording now. Thank you so much for participating, and thank you so much for sharing your insights. I wish you all the best in the future, and I hope that you will make this book into an uh, audiobook so I can listen to it on my daily walks. Are you going to do that?
1: Oh, <laughs> you know, we are. We just were talking about it the other day, and we're still on the fence because it is a book that you do and not read. Um, but I think the likelihood is that we will in the next few months, uh, but we haven't made a final decision on that yet.
0: Great. Thank you. Thank you so much again, uh, Amos, and, and good luck.
1: Yeah. Thank you so much for having me and for all the kind words.